Adam Crowley. You don't know any of the lyrics? There are no lyrics. <laughs> but if I had to mix them up, I would probably go with Oh, Chechnya, oh, Chechnya. I love this freaking country. The Adam Crowley Show. Love that show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Fans are the worst. I know that because I am one. I'm wearing West Virginia boxers right now. I'll be wearing my Will Greer jersey every single day next week. But it's sickening. It's a disease. And all y'all out there listening, you've been infected. Pat Narduzzi doesn't help when he says, I'll see all you media for the ACC championship game because we'll be there. Now Pitt fans, left and right, are actually going to believe in this team before, like Indiana Jones, he cuts out the damn hearty all. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell you kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Check him out on Twitter at FBomber73. Shirtless Tom behind the glass at ButtonPusher970. Football fans are worse than any other fan. Football fans buy into football being the reason why America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. You need football. Who's the coach for UNC? It doesn't matter. They'll go 3-9 and nine this year. But he said that football and the military are tied. I don't buy that. I don't think that's the case. It doesn't need to be the case. There's this idea that this society can't live without football, and it's not right. We'd be fine. We'd find something else to do. Case in point, I haven't watched a West Virginia football game since December. I'm still here. I'm alive. I didn't burst into flame. And then all of a sudden when the ball gets kicked off at 3.30 in Charlotte for West Virginia, Tennessee, I'll be hanging in every freaking second. At that point, I'll feel like I can't live without it. And if they lose, I'll throw myself off of a bridge. The odd thing is I've been fine since the end of the season to right now. There's this idea that football rules everything. And one of the reasons why we feel that way is because of what's happened at Maryland. It's because of what's gone down at Baylor and Ohio State and Penn State and all the cover-ups that have taken place because these football coaches feel like they've got the power to cover these things up. Today's the day, Snowflakes, where we take this country back from football. Today's the day, Snowflakes, fans where we say, yeah, football's important, but it doesn't need to be the be-all, end-all. Urban Meyer should have lost his job. Brett McMurphy's going to join us today. All right, you know that's a lie. He joined us yesterday, but we'll play it back for you today at 540, and he laid out all the reasons why Urban Meyer should be fired. But he wasn't. Why? The powers of football, the powers of winning, the money that football brings in. We need to have a different mindset. And I realize I can't change everyone's mindset from a 970 AM radio signal, but I sure as hell am going to do my best. Hey, I've got iHeartRadio. Get the app. Then you can hear me try to sway your opinion everywhere. 
Football doesn't need to be the most important thing. Last year watching Ryan Shazier get hurt, it made me realize that. The Penn State stuff makes you realize that. What happened at Ohio State makes you realize that. Football has too much power, and I'm not going to be one of the people saying, concussions are going to kill you, concussions are killing you, CTE, don't let your kids play football. I'm not saying that. If your kid wants to play football, fine, let him play football. If my kid wants to play football, wants to do anything, I'm going to say, fine, do it. That's okay. But we do need to take a moment to breathe. We need to take a moment to think about football and what it means to this society. Dale Lawley means a lot to me. He'll be joining us at 420 today in studio here. He might be here already on the Crowley Show. We've got Matt Williamson joining us at 620. We got Fat Jack for the first time doing our gambling segment today at 5 o'clock. I'm learning about gambling. Slowly. Tom's our gambling guy. Shirtless Tom is our resident gambler. He is the degenerate. But it's just that. You don't really have to be a degenerate to gamble. A lot of people use it as investment. Don't laugh, Brian. It's fun. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you need to. Back to Pat Narduzzi. He says that Pitt is going to be in the ACC championship game. And I like the bravado. If you get it done. This is one of those classic examples where radio guy kills you based on the outcome. If he says it and they get there, oh my God, what a dude. If he says it and they go 5-7 and seven again, oh my God, what a dude. It's kind of like Rex Ryan to me. It feels like that. A little bit. They're coming off of a 5-7 and seven season and he's saying they're going to play for the conference championship. That's what the goal should be. I get it. But bravado, I'm not a Pitt fan. But if I were, I think it might be a little off-putting to me. I want thoughts from Pitt fans on that. I saw an article on PittsburghSportsNow.com. I've seen other Pitt fans say things like, Pitt could start 6-0 if they beat Penn State. Okay, Pitt could start 6-0 if they beat Albany and Penn State and Georgia Tech and UCF and UNC. They're probably going to beat UNC. Everyone and their mother got suspended from that football team. They're going to beat Albany. The rest of them, though, throw my hands up in the air and say, maybe. Could they beat Penn State? Yeah. Will they? I don't know. Can they beat UNC? Yeah. Should they? Yeah. Will they beat Syracuse? Probably. Can they beat Georgia Tech? Maybe. But there's a lot of maybes. There's a lot of what-ifs that need to happen. A lot of confidence coming from that Pitt program when they've been 8-5 and five for two straight years, then went 5-7. and seven. Win it, then bring the bravado. Win it, and then you could be the team saying next year, we're doing this again. We're going to repeat. Speak softly, but carry a big stick. I've stood up for Phil Kessel a lot. And I did last year in the playoffs because of the two playoffs he had previously. But I've seen today Penguins fans take it over the line. NHL.com released a story saying the three Penguins that most need to improve are Chris Letang, Phil Kessel, and Matt Murray. I'll agree on Letang. I'll agree on Murray. Phil Kessel had 92 points last season. He was pretty darn good. But Penguins fans are flipping out, losing their freaking minds. Phil Kessel was great last year. He was amazing. Yeah, until the playoffs. And maybe he was hurt. 
But none of us know that for a fact because the organization handled it so damn poorly. So when the NHL.com says Phil Kessel needs to be better, they're talking about the playoffs, and Phil Kessel sure as hell needs to be better in the playoffs. I have been accused of being a Penguins homer. And I can be. They won two of the last three championships. So there's not a lot to not like. But some are taking it so far over the line that I want to smack them upside the head. Don't you dare say anything bad about Phil Kessel. Don't you dare say he needs to improve. Oh, okay, you think his performance in the playoffs last year was good enough? Let me make it very clear where I stand on Phil Kessel. The Penguins were in a long, by their standards and Sidney Crosby's standards, playoff drought, championship drought, until Phil Kessel got here. When he got here, he was excellent in the playoffs two years ago. Probably could have won the Conn Smythe. Probably should have. They gave it to Crosby. And last year, or two years ago, pardon me, he was equally as good in the playoffs. What happened those years? The Penguins won the championship. Was Phil Kessel the missing link? Was Phil Kessel the piece that they needed to win the championship? Yeah. There are other parts. There are moving pieces. Matt Murray played well in goal. Marc-Andre Fleury finally got his head out of his butt and played well in goal. But Phil Kessel scored the goals that they needed him to. He made the Penguins a three-line team. Until last year. People were screaming, Penguins don't have depth. They don't have any secondary scoring. They did. It was on the roster. It was Phil Kessel. He didn't provide it. I get why you want to defend the guy. I understand that he's a dude. He's an American. He's Phil Kessel, American hero. But if he performs poorly and gets paid $6.8 million to do so this year, Penguins ain't winning the Stanley Cup. Again, we're back to the fans being too much of fans. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm actually looking forward to the third preseason game. It's kind of real football. I watched the first half of that game last night between the Browns and the Eagles, and oh, I wish I hadn't. It was a final score of 5 nothing. Ew. It was ugly. It was nasty. Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor looked like he broke his wrist, and then the Browns being the Browns throw the guy who's going to be their starting quarterback in game one onto the field to play a meaningless preseason game after he had gotten injured. God, Hugh Jackson's a moron. But I was so chosen for preseason football, I watched that nonsense. You know it's cool not to do a weather report, but it's it get, it's starting to get a little bit cooler at night. You got some ball on the TV. Football season, baby. I'm going to start drinking pumpkin beers. <laughs> pumpkin, let's it's go, pumpkin, baby. It's pumpkin spice latte season? It is. <laughs> My wife and I may or may not have gone for a walk yesterday to a local coffee shop and gotten something pumpkin spice. Yeah, that's right. We're basic. What of it? We're millennials. We eat avocado toast. We're snowflakes. Bite me. I'm excited to see the Steelers at least look like the Steelers again. Hopefully the entire defense plays. We'll get more on that with Dale Lawley coming up in nine minutes here on the Crowley Show. If they do, you wonder how much game planning they've done. You wonder how much of the scheme stuff that we've been waiting to see they'll run. But I just want to see all 11 guys on the field at the same time. I've been critical of what I've seen at the inside linebacker position. Are they going to try to minimize the inside linebacker position? Will they have an extra DB in there? Will they? 
not allow Boss to convince Williams to be on the field together as much as we've seen. The running theory there is you want to see what those guys can do. You want them to prove themselves. You want them to cover. And Vince Williams now got the contract, which we'll also talk to Dale Lally about. I want to see how James Washington looks with Ben, if he does get to play with Ben. I want to see if Ben looks good. He has in camp. He is spry. Lost some poundage. Not putting the ice on the knee as much. But you want to make sure he's not rusty because Le'Veon Bell might be when he comes back. If Le'Veon's rusty and Ben's looking a little sluggish, then you could have a repeat performance of last year in Cleveland, which they got away with the W, but it was close to not happening that way. Almost only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes, but they almost didn't get out of there with the victory. Is it okay that I worry a little bit about Cleveland? I'm a little worried about Cleveland if I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a little bit concerned that Tyrod Taylor and all those weapons are going to march up and down the field and put the ball in the end zone on this defense. You're falling for hard knocks editing like they're a good team. Come on. I saw David and Joku <laughs> catch 30 <laughs> balls off the jug machine, Brian. That's a good point, man. Yeah. He didn't 30 drop in one. a row. He didn't drop one. I know. What a amazing. player. And this Kajus guy. Oh, he's going to be a pro They bowler. should start him over <laughs> Njoku. I am worried about Miles Garrett, though. Holy hell. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Miles Garrett scares me. He will eat you. He's terrified. Other than that, they don't really scare me. They don't. They don't. Hugh Jackson's a moron. That's really all you got to say about that. I won't be afraid of the Browns until they get rid of that jackhole. Coming up next, speaking of jackals, Dale Lolly of DKPittsburghSports.com. But first, it's a Friday, which means it's time for things we like. The morning beer. After a dozen cold pilsners in the evening, nothing makes me feel better than cracking one open the next morning. It slides down my gut like a hot dog down Mia Khalifa's throat. It cools me down, it makes me feel good, and it gets the bowels moving. Another thing I like, the toilet beer. Plopping one off and having a sip, what's better than that? Only if your wife's there to watch. Hey-oh! Morning beers. I love them. They make me happy. I've been going too long, damn it. married with children specifically al bundy now's a man's man likes his beer hates his wife he's an american's american i mean he scored four touchdowns in one damn game for poke eye he makes fat lady jokes they make me laugh i'm sorry i know it's not politically correct but it's funny and i like it big lady comes in the shoe store he makes an elephant joke that's comedy folks that's funny stuff al bundy rocks and you know what he deserves better than Peg. And those rotten kids. What really makes me happy is whenever you wake up on a crisp fall morning and feel that cool fall air roll right in through your bedroom window. Let me paint you a little picture here, fellas. It's about 7.30 a.m. and you've been woken up by one of your own farts. We've all been there. At first you're pissed. I mean, come on, it's early. But then you notice something making its way up your shorts and toward your nether regions. No, not that. It's that cool 58 degrees fall air cradling you gently back to sleep as you nestle into your comforter and pass out for another one, two, three, four, five, six. 
Where are we? Where are she, we? She liked the breeze on your ball. Oh, it's great. <laughs> nice. Okay. Did we all fall short there? Is that what happened? What do you mean? What do you mean? You Tom, didn't fall short? No, Tom was seriously counting. He had like 18 more numbers to go. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Coming up next, Dale Lolly. We'll ask him what makes him happy. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Are you putting me in a position to pull a Phil Kessel or something like that right now? Is that what you're saying? I think you did pull a Phil Kessel, and now we're calling you on it like we're calling Dunlap, baby. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, am I on the air right now? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Miles Garrett scares me. He will eat you. Slam poetry, yelling, angry, waving my hands a lot, specific point of view on things, Cynthia, Cynthia. We got Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com joining us at 5 o'clock. First time he'll be on the program. He'll join us throughout football season. One of the leading sports gamblers in America for over the last 20 years. Most people lose money when they gamble. 96% of gamblers, in fact. Fat Jack's got a really good recipe to help you be successful. That's coming up in 37 minutes on the show. Right now, we got Dale Lolly from DKPittsburghSports.com to talk Stillers and Titans this coming Saturday. Dale, what's up, man? I know Tom loses money when he bets. Like he did whenever you guys were at the Combine, he bet on some Arkansas basketball Arkansas game. Arkansas hoop. Arkansas hoop. Was that it, Tom? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you have forgotten that. Yeah, I'm not. He was probably hammered. Hammered. Hammered I'm, a, I'm in the studio here with you. I expected you to be soaking wet. I, in the making of the cheese teas, did get wet, not out of excitement, but because I was being hit by water balloons. But I brought a change of clothes. So we're good. I have a That's spare cheating. West Virginia hat. That is cheating. I don't want to sit here in the cold. I don't want to sit here and have to dry up the whole time. There is nothing worse, I will say. I mean, genocide, I guess. But there's nothing worse for a young man who was born in Mount Lebanon than having to sit there in wet trousers. Or if you step in a puddle with socks on, that's Let pretty bad, too. Let me ask you this. When Williamson doused you at training camp with the, with the hose, or with the, uh, he put the hose on you. In the shower? In the shower. You, you, didn't, you didn't use the lotion. And so you had to get the hose. Did you? Did you? Did you have a change of clothes that night? So what happened was at training camp, <laughs> I got hammered, and Matt Williams and I were sharing the bathroom, and he sprayed me down with the hose. I wasn't looking, and I woke up the next morning having forgotten the whole thing, just in a puddle. <laughs> didn't know what I did. So, so, you, so you slept in the wet clothes. So it didn't bother you that night. It didn't. But I was inebriated beyond well, then, I guess, recognition. Ipso facto, you should probably do the show inebriated, then you wouldn't care. That's not bad. It is a Friday deal. Yes. Friday's good. But I don't want to be hungover for the Steeler game tomorrow. We don't have to be there until late. You just do the post game. That's true. Definitely don't want to be hungover for that. <laughs> it is preseason game number three. Before we get to that, the new contracts make sense, right? Vince Williams and Chris Boswell. Yeah, uh, Boswell is a no-brainer, yeah. um, and I know people. Well, that's too much money for a kicker. That's the going rate for kickers now. I mean, there's six guys making more money than that on average uh, right now in the NFL, and the Steelers feel like he's one of the best kickers in the league. And uh, he went to the Pro Bowl last year. He's been very accurate, and that's again, that's the going rate for kickers. The Vince Williams thing, um, they feel like he is still a player that is getting better. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people were, oh, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. The guy had eight sacks last year. It was really his first full season as a starter. Uh, $5 million a year on average is not crazy money. That's that's low-end starter money uh, in terms of the NFL on a second contract. It's, it's middle of the road kind of thing. So it's not crazy money in terms of that. I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't either, and if he winds up being the backup, they draft a guy that they like more than him, then that's fine for backup money. Well, you need two. You do. And that's the that's the thing. I mean, you're not paying Bostic a lot of money. Uh, you're not paying Matikiewicz a lot of money. So even if you do draft one, he starts next to Vince. Vince is going to be on the field all the point. time this year. Uh, I talked to Jerry O yesterday, and uh, he, he said, look, Vince is our guy. He's going to be out there in the nickel. He's going to be out there in the dime. He's going to wear the green dot again this year So because he's going to be out there the most. And, and they feel like... He brings the most to the table among those linebackers. I've heard people say that the eight sacks are a fluke. No, they're not. Watch him play. Watch the way he blitzes. I mean, he's got a gift for that. A knack he runs for people that. over. These he aren't does. these aren't things where he's just tapping a guy down in no. the backfield or chasing somebody out of bounds. These were these were situations where he was getting to the quarterback. Right. People see inside linebacker eight sacks. Well, that's not going to happen again. Why not? I think it could. I definitely think it could. Kendrell Bell had, what, nine yes. one year? I mean, it happens. They they blitz from the inside linebacker position. If you run people over, run running backs over, that it counts. counts, too. It they does. count, too. That being said, inside linebacker is the position I'm most worried about on this team. I'm not the only one. A lot of people feel that way. I wonder how they'll look with the entire defense out there and how much of that defense we're going to see on Saturday. Well, we're going to see everybody except, I would assume, T.J. Watt's not going to play. We already know that. Uh, Morgan Burnett's not going to play. But I would expect to see everybody else out there, um, you know, the Cam Haywards and you know those guys, Joe Hayden. We haven't seen much of him in the preseason. So you're going to see them out there now. How long you see them out there depends on how well they do. If they get off the field quickly a couple of times, and they're done. That you saw what you needed to see. If they're out there struggling as a unit, then you see them a little bit longer. What about the offense? How long are they going to be out there? Same thing. Same thing. I mean, if they go, if they go right down the field and, and score quickly, uh, you may see a second possession. If it's a long, sustained drive, let's say a twelve-play drive, and they finish it off with a touchdown, that could be it. Uh, but if it's you know a couple, you know, a four-play drive and they score, um, okay, I need more than that. Uh, so you know, it's, it's all going to depend on what they do and how long they do it. Which quarterbacks are we going to see tomorrow? You're going to see Ben start, obviously. Then you're going to see Landry finish up the first half. And then you'll see Mason Rudolph all in the second half. And the last game will be all about uh, you know showcasing Josh Dobbs, give him a chance to start that game. And uh, and get hurt. And play deep in it. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe you run a bunch of quarterback sweeps and uh, let him run into the line. What have you seen out of Ben in camp? He looks spry to me. He looks good. Uh, he looks like he is fresher more or more fresh. Uh, as he made note, um, only had ice on any part of his body once. Uh, there were oftentimes he had enough ice on him that you thought he was, you know, a bartender uh, serving drinks. Um, he, he's been, you know, um, um, he's practiced almost every day. He didn't take as many days off this Mm-mm. year. Uh, the arm feels better. The legs feel better. You don't see a wrap on the knee anymore. So I, I think he's primed for a good year. Boy, that's big, too. And I said camp. You've been obviously going to Steelers practices. Uh, I haven't been at the practices apart from uh, last Sunday night. Well, they put up that big screen, so now you can't watch What it. is that about? That is odd. It's not. I mean, that's what teams do now. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you got people parking up on top the, and, and fans park over there to watch. You don't know who they are. Do, mean, you, do you think a Steelers practice has been spied on before? It would not surprise me. If that has occurred on occasion, it's 2018. I'm not going to name any names, Belichick, but I would not surprise me if that has happened on occasion. They've got a drone guy. Why not? 
It just seems weird, man. It's the way things go. It, it's it, not just that, but it, you you could. I mean, you see it at training camp. I mean, it, people come out and they videotape the whole practice, yeah. and then they put it on the internet. These are supposed fans of the team, and they feel like they can go in into training camp, videotape the whole practice, put everything up on their website because I don't know what they get out of it, and then, you know, any of the other teams can monitor that and watch it. But you're a supposed fan of that team. You're you're kind of giving the, everything away. I imagine that there are people on staffs throughout the league that do look for that kind of stuff. I would, if, if I were coaching a team, I would have somebody dedicated to doing just that. For any opponent that, we're, that we have on the schedule, okay, I want you to start searching in that, see what you can find out there from these fan sites who are going on there and videotaping practice. Dale Lolly joining us, DKPittsburghSports.com, in studio. So we're looking each other in the eye. It's kind of scary. We ever going to see Vance McDonald? I see him every day. Yeah, how's he doing? He looks fine. Yeah? Yeah. Is he going to play? I talked to him last week, and, and he's not going to play this week. Yeah. Uh, but event, he's, he said the, September goal is, 9th. the goal is to get ready for September 9th. And I think, uh, you know, he's doing more stuff, more football-type stuff. Um, he's a veteran. I mean, he can sit and, and watch. He didn't have any of the offseason last year. Uh, it came in late in training camp. And so, you know, you're still learning the offense pretty much throughout the course of the season. Well, now he knows the offense. It's just a matter of... of you know, getting some of the nuances down. He practiced the entire offseason, so there's some chemistry there with Ben. They moved his locker over next to Ben's mm. in the locker room, so they want those two guys on the same page. Um, I, th- I think he'll be fine. It, you know, it is concerning, though, that he misses so much time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, because when he's out there, he's very good. Yeah. He's, he's a game breaker at the tight end position. And they haven't really had that. I mean, not since Heath Miller circa 2012. Right. Not old fall down, catch ball fall down Heath Miller. This is this guy can make plays. He runs so well. He'll have the dropsies from time to time, but he does so many good things that it offsets that. Uh, Dale, what are you looking for among guys who are trying to make the roster? You know, Marcus Tucker's a guy that I'm going to yeah. be watching closely uh, on special teams in particular. He has three tackles in the first two games. If he can continue to do that, he's got a good shot of making this roster. Uh, I want to see Cam Sutton return some kicks and punts. Kicks or punts. I don't care what he does. I want to see him return something. Uh, because with Eli Rogers' situation, uh, he's probably he's probably going to start the season on pup anyways because of the, uh, the injury issue. Uh, now there's no reason not to start him on the pup list uh, because of the suspension. So somebody's got to be that return guy. I don't want Antonio Brown being that guy. So somebody's going to have to do it who's going to be on the roster. I know Cam Sutton's going to be on the roster, so why not him? Um, and, you know, I want to see uh, the, that defense get off the field more than it did in Green Bay. Um, you know, some of, the, some of that was situational. I mean, if you really look at what happened in that game, they gave up the touchdown on an interception. They gave up two touchdown drives. Uh, the fr- one was 40 yards and one was 50 yards. Well, you know, those aren't long, sustained drives. No. Uh, the one thing that they did do well in Green Bay, and I want to see this continue as well, they gave up 2.7 yards of carry as a team, and their long run that they gave up was 10 yards, and that was by the quarterback. Um, so they, they stopped the run pretty well. I want to see that continue for sure. Dale, schematically, what are we going to see? How much game planning goes into Game 3? More so than the previous weeks. The previous weeks is really none. Uh, they treated the, the past week like it was a regular game week, so there was some game planning going in. They're not going to get into details like they do during a regular sure. season. But they wanted to get these guys on a schedule. And they even moved the practices around, right? Right. They, put, they made the practice week schedule the way it will be during a regular season. 
uh, and and they had meetings like they'll have for the regular season. So, for example, yesterday, uh, you know, they have their their key to victory meetings, those kind of things. Um, you know, they, they treated this like it was a regular work week during the season just to get everybody acclimated to that. Because next week you can't. No, I mean it's a real short week. They're only going to practice Monday and Tuesday, and then play the final preseason game. Yeah, I was last night jonesing for a Steeler game. I just my internal clock that five, was that five nothing Browns victory didn't thrill you. <laughs> I was afraid of the Browns going into that game. Dale, no longer. They hit a couple of home runs, and uh, you know, five zip. Hard Knock says they're going to be really good. I mean, Jeez. people in Vegas are betting money on them left and right to win the division, to go to the AFC Championship, win the AFC Championship. Do they have a better chance with Baker or Tyrod? Or Torod? Which one of those three? Tyrod, Torod, or Baker? I think Toad. Toad? Yeah. <laughs> well, if Toad's calling the plays, it almost doesn't matter who you yeah, have in there, right? It doesn't matter who you have in there because Toad's got it, got it covered. That's a good I don't know, to be honest with you. I haven't seen enough of Baker Mayfield to say that, oh, he's you know he's going to step in and be a stud. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Tyrod's a good player. I mean, he's yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, he's, there's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't, he doesn't take any chances. And, no. and their biggest issue last year on offense was turnovers. I mean, they turned the ball over like 39 times. And Taylor won't do that. Just from the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just silly. But I can't believe they put him back in the game last night. That was a little strange. Jeez. It's almost like they were hoping he got hurt. I was thinking the same thing a little bit. Maybe he gets hurt. We can go with Baker. You don't have to make the tough decision. It's Tyrod's yeah, team. I mean, Hugh Jackson has promised. He said, keeps saying, you know, Tyrod's our guy. Tyrod's a starter. We're going to start. We're going to start Tyrod. Uh, well, if Tyrod's not available, then he can't do it, can he? Isn't it stupid that they're going to wind up going four and twelve or something, five and eleven? I think or, they win six games. Okay, six and ten. If they go six and ten, do they keep you. Depends on when those six games happen. Because to me, it's ridiculous. If they're you... going to start, I mean, their schedule early on is tough. It is. The Ravens is not. That's interesting to me. Well, it's getting tougher without Jimmy Smith and some of the guys that are huh. missing. And they're going to their their first round pack uh, draft pick Hurst is already hurt. Do um, they stink? Until proven otherwise, yes. Okay, I, I respect. I that. know Joe Flacco stinks. Boy, they're, he... they're talking down there about Joe Flacco, and they said, "Well, he's much better this year." He's going. He's giving more high fives at training camp to people this year. Like, I could just picture Joe Flacco walking around like like uh, the Tom Brady video of him trying to high five everybody. Like <laughs> no, that matters. The- like that means anything in terms of what his quarterbacking skills. When you've been bad for the last five years and you're Joe Flacco's age, you're not getting better. You're not no, getting- he stinks. Yeah, I he mean, is what he is. Yeah, he's bad. And Lamar Jackson hasn't exactly looked great. He stinks too. Yeah. So and I like Lamar Jackson coming out, but on that team, he's. I guess you regress to stinkiness. <laughs> you just you play quarterback, you're gonna stink. I, I think as far as Cleveland's concerned, it's dumb to me if let's say they lose a bunch of games, Baker comes in, and then you switch the whole regime up next year and he's learning an entirely new offense and they'll screw him up the way they screw everyone else up. Yeah. Uh, what I could see happening there is they get off to a slow start. Let's say they're one and five or something like that. And and the uh management says, you know what? We got some guys on the staff who've been head coaches in this league. We're just going to cut the ties with Hugh. Toad because Hugh looks like. And I like I liked Hugh Jackson. I like the hiring. I liked him as an OC. Yeah. Um, looking at his, I mean, I'll tell you what. Hard Knocks has not been kind to Hugh Jackson. Jeez. He looks like a guy who is a little overwhelmed in that job. He just does. I mean, some of the things that he's talking about, living in the spheres and. You know, I'm not, we're not going to put Duke Jackson out there in practice because you know he had a pulled hamstring four years ago. That's silliness. Mm-hmm. And now, in that respect, both Haley and Jarvis Landry had the same message 
when they went off on that. They first did, one. and it was you know you guys haven't proven anything. You're 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 a one in thirty one team over the last two years. You should be out there practicing. You have to get better, and if you stay the same, you're bad. I mean that's just the reality. You you, you have to practice. And you have to get better. If guys are dinged up four like years ago, it doesn't matter on at your, all. On your radio chops here, you know you've 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 done this now for a couple of years, and so I don't need to do anymore. I'm not going to prepare anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'll just no prep. Just get on the air and just Wait, blather you, you away. Prep for this? Oh, I prep, baby. <laughs> Sometimes, Dale. Appreciate the time, man. Anytime. Adam. I'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. We'll see you there. What are we going to eat? <sighs> Food. I don't know what they're going to have tomorrow. I wish it. I wish it was Rib Fest. Oh, oh, that's not for next till next week, right? It's next week. Okay, very good. But they play on Thursday, so we may miss Ribfest. Ah, uh, and I'll be up till two. Somebody in the morning needs to save us a Ribfest. Somebody needs to bring some ribs over to the pregame show. I will buy you a beer if you give Dale Lolly ribs at the pregame show. Dale, appreciate it, buddy. Anytime. There he goes, Dale Lolly, DKPittsburghSports.com. Coming up next, I'll tell you what I'm looking for in tomorrow's Steelers Titans game. We got Fat Jack at five. It's a Crowley show. The Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... I say rub. You guys looked at each other like I said rubbed. And, yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Fat Jack's going to join us coming up in 14 minutes here on the Crowley Show. First time we're having him on the program. We're going to be doing it every single football Friday at 5 o'clock throughout the football season. Pitt, Penn State, West Virginia. Of course, the Steelers all on the dock to talk about uh, as we move into football season. Today, though, going to get some thoughts on the over-under totals for Pitt, Penn State, and West Virginia. Pat Narduzzi said that Pitt's going to be in the ACC championship game. Their win-loss over-under is 5.5. And And the reason it's at 5.5 is because they only won five games last year. I know Kenny Pickett's the second coming of Dan Marino in everyone's mind, but I think you might want to hit the brakes just a little bit, Mr. Narduzzi. Penn State sitting at 9.5. And And West Virginia, inexplicably, the best bet, I think, in all of college football to hit their over. They're sitting at 7 wins. They had seven last year. Will Greer got hurt. They'd have had nine probably had he stayed healthy. I'm going the over. But we'll get Fat Jack's thoughts on that coming up at the top of the hour. Steelers-Titans tomorrow. Do you bet on preseason football, Tom? No. You stay away from it? Teams aren't trying. You have no idea what a team's mentality is going into that game. I know a lot of sports writers who do. That's dumb. Even if you're covering the team and you're betting on that game, I still think it's risky. You just have no clue. You have no idea. Who, who's Like I said, a coach might go into that game and be like, we're not trying to win this game at all. We're just simply trying to see who we're going to cut by the end of the week. You know what I mean? Like Who, you, who, who, who would have thought, wow, Philly, Cleveland, 5 nothing. Exactly. Yeah, no clue. No clue. I guess if you are a writer for the team, and you know, well, this guy's not going to play, that guy's not going to play, and their dudes are going to play. But the nonsense back end of the roster could wind up screwing the whole thing up anyhow. You're the gambler on the Crowley Show, so I come to you for these kind of questions. Well, I'm not anymore because we got the great Fat Jack. Well, part of the, the great show. Fat Jack will tell people how to He's gamble. part of the Crowley Show now. I know that, but you are the member of the Crowley okay. Show who places bets, is what I'm what saying. saying. Don't tell my wife. 
Maybe I do too. I would never keep something like that away from her. She knows I do. 412-922-2874. This is the only preseason game where I think you can take away scheme fits. This is the only preseason game where I think that you can understand what the defense is going to be trying to do. They played so much vanilla the first couple of games. Are we going to see the dollar in this game? I don't know. Are we going to see more nickel, more dime than we had the last couple of games? I don't know. I hope so. And if we do, are both inside linebackers going to be on the field as much as they had been? Dale just told us in the last segment that Vince Williams is going to be the guy who stays on the field at all times. I would have thought it would have been Bostic, but... Vince Williams does know the defense. He'll be the guy who gets the green dot. I guess that makes sense. And the Steelers believe in him enough to pay him $20 million over the next four years. But what's this defense look like with all the starters in there? Because I haven't been enamored with the inside linebacker play. I haven't been enamored with Morgan Burnett, but he's not going to be playing in this game. The outside linebackers, well, you can't evaluate them without T.J. Watt. Some of these things you're just not going to see. I mean, T.J. Watt's not going to play in this game. Bud Dupree, I thought, looked pretty good in the last game. But what do they look like when they've got the majority of that defense in there? How do they look at stopping the run? They gave up 2.7 yards per carry last week. Can they replicate that this week against the Tennessee Titans? They've got a good offensive line. Can Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, stunt the run? Can they stop it? Can they get after the quarterback? Can they put guys on the ground? Because we saw a lot of missed tackles, a lot of bad angles for the first couple of games, and I just want to see it cleaned up. If you're a Steelers fan... The last time you've seen the defense together on the field, if you haven't been at training camp or you weren't at Family Fest, is last year's dismantling by the Jacksonville Jags. Now, they've got different players. Mike Mitchell's not going to be patrolling the back end of the Steelers' defense. They've got Terrell Edmonds now who's going to be playing. You flip-flop the outside linebackers. Things have changed. Players are also allowed to get better, but I want to see it with my own two eyes. I've been saying since the beginning of the season and by that I mean the beginning of training camp, that this is show-me defense. Even if I see things that make me feel a little bit better in this game, I'm not going to totally feel better, but I'll feel a little bit nicer. It'll be a nicer feeling to know that they can be better than what they were last year if they can go out there and be successful tomorrow. Ben's look good. Will he continue to look good? I don't want him to be rusty at all because Le'Veon Bell is likely going to be rusty when he comes back. Le'Veon Bell, the first three games last year, 60 yards a game, wasn't the same player, the dynamic player that we're used to seeing him be. If Ben Roethlisberger is lagging at all, and he was to begin last season, well, then you've got a problem. And the problem is, how do you perform? How do you win football games when... The offense isn't clicking. Most of the money you're spending on this team's in the offense. Most of the talent on this team, at least proven talent, is on offense. And they're not performing up to standard. Because the defense is going to take some time to gel. The defense played really well at the beginning of last year. Had they not, Steelers aren't going 13-3. and The defense through eight games last year was very good. They were giving up big plays, but they were very good. The big plays caught up with them as the season wore on. Ryan Chazier gets hurt. Big plays become more frequent. And, well, we all know what happened against Jacksonville. Gave a bunch of points to the Ravens. Gave a bunch of points to the Packers. 
they had problems on defense at the end of the year. And if the offense starts out slow this year, like it did last year, I'm worried that they get out of the gate slow in terms of wins and losses. So you want to see if Ben looks good. If he does, you don't worry about that. Will there be no huddle? I don't know if you're going to see it in game number three. Maybe. It's something that Ben says they're going to do a lot of this year. How does James Washington look with Ben? Looking forward to seeing that. We know what he can do. He's got strong-ass hands. He can go up and get the football and make combat catches. How's the route tree coming? How's his chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger? As for the back end of the roster, Dale hit on a couple of points that I was concerned about. You want to see Cam Sutton return kicks, return punts. He was very good at it at Tennessee, one of the best in the country, in fact. I don't love Antonio Brown doing it. If someone can be similarly successful, I'd rather have them do it than Antonio. Now, if you don't have a good one on the team, well, then you let A.B. do it. Can Quadri Henderson be that guy? I'd rather it be Sutton because, well, Sutton is already going to make the roster. You don't have to reserve a spot. What outside linebackers are going to make it? What inside linebackers are going to make it behind the three that we already know are going to make it? Matikavich and Vince in Boston. All going to be looked at tomorrow, pregame, starting at 2 right here on ESPN, or at noon, pardon me, on ESPN Pittsburgh. What day is it, Tom? It's a Friday. Is it a Friday? It's a Friday. What's that mean? That means it's a free movie Friday. With the Adam Tickets app, it lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and you get to skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets, so text them now. Text BURGER, that's B-U-R-G-E-R, BURGER, to ADAM1. That's BURGER to A-T-O-M-1. 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. I'm fired up. Gambling segment with our man Fat Jack. Next on the Crowley Show.